What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Lunch Pail Legends podcast, brought to you by Lunch Pail Sports. I'm Dylan Nelson, and as always, are with me my co-hosts, the beautiful Jacob Klumker and the always beautiful Oliver Nelson. How you doing, guys? Woo! Woo! Doing good. Oh, yeah. Happy to be here today. As always, just uh, finished up watching... Game three, NBA Finals. Uh, first thoughts after the game, boys. I'm bothered. Bothered. I am bothered. I, yeah, I can see that, yeah. What makes you bothered besides uh, Draymond Green's abysmal performance? Uh, Draymond Green in general? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah. just bothering me. Like, there were, there was just some, Draymond. Some, yeah. yeah. and you know what i as i thought about it a little more over the last 15 minutes you know he he did have he was really important in game two yes so so i don't want to i don't want to bash on him too much but he had just some dumb fouls he was getting obliterated on the boards like he couldn't get a rebound if his life depended on it. Everyone. He wasn't boxing out. It seemed like he was Everyone. even boxing out. That's the, like Marcus he had Robert Smart. Williams yeah. on him. And yeah, yeah. Like I, I can understand if Robert Williams gets a board over you. Sure. Um, Marcus Smart was getting boards. Like that's just hustle. I, I don't know. It was, I was, I was thoroughly bothered by the end of the game. I don't know why he was still in the game. I was, I was bothered by Draymond. Um, but like, but at the same time, guys just have bad games. And I, I was more bothered by Steve Kerr. Like clearly Draymond is not feeling it tonight. Take him out, get some more size in there, get Looney in there and, and just call it a day with Draymond. He's, he was not playing a good game. Do you guys agree? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree. I mean, it's. I mean, the things that they were getting ripped on were things that were like directly his role. Like, like, like we were just talking about. Like, they were just getting destroyed on the on the offense, and some like some of them were just right on his head. And it was yeah. just he wasn't he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. Right. So, yeah, if you got Looney in there, who's who's. You know what I mean? Who's a bigger guy, a better rebounder, especially at this point in, the, in both of their careers? Uh, that's going to help out. And then I don't think on offense he was he was like slinging. You know, like how sometimes he's just slinging the ball around, getting them screens. Boston has a good defense, and they're able to switch in and 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 to, and to stay contained. So he wasn't. So if he's you know if they if they're able to run you know Boston's able to kind of get off these uh these off ball screens and do okay and still recover then then what's he doing up then then like what is he even doing out there you know so um especially when the, i mean the warriors have other good passers Otto porter gets in there and makes really good passes you know what i mean so yeah he just seemed like a, a complete liability the entire time and and I think he was important game two, but I think it was like overstated a little bit. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, yeah, he was no. pestering and he was bit, you know, and everything. But I don't think he was like by any means the reason they like they won that game by you know twenty points or whatever they won. I don't even think he's worth 
you know, five of those points, honestly. You know, he, well, he he's probably getting, didn't even score five points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, even just, like, kind of his impact, you know. So, no, I, yeah. Uh, he was, like, the story of the, the game because of, you know, all his annoyance and everything. But it wasn't – if you watch the game, it, it wasn't – he wasn't the reason. You know what I mean? He wasn't the reason that the Boston was, you know, missing shots yeah. or doing whatever. He played well. He definitely played well. Played way better than he has game one than this game three, but – I don't know. At some point, yeah, Kerr, I think you're going to have to make an adjustment there. He did have seven assists in game two. And I just feel yeah. like his he was hustling. Yeah. Which was not – like he just – he didn't seem to want it in game three, which is weird. Going to Boston, I feel like that's something that Draymond would feed off of. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Oliver, what were you saying? Oh, I was just going to say, just kind of looking at the box score, you know, Looney had half the minutes that Draymond did. He had seven boards – or three, three more boards, an assist, and four more points than Draymond did in half the in half the time, right? Like, Looney is obviously doing good. I don't think he really fits their offense as well as Draymond, but I think at some point it's just like you got to just cut ties with Draymond when he's not playing well, right? Like, he was more of a liability tonight than anything, and it was like Looney was actually producing. Like, it's the playoffs. Like, you got to go with who's actually putting up decent numbers yeah i heard an interesting an interesting theory about draymond because we do we do give him a lot of praise um in that offense in that offensive scheme but i don't know you take him out of the warriors without steph and i don't know how valuable draymond is on really any other team Agreed. Yeah, I, he's very. Um, he's definitely a very. Um, he's a role player for sure. Um, but I think yeah. Steph just. I, I honestly, it's just like you take Steph out of that lineup altogether. Um, you, you could argue that most, like even like Clay, isn't as good. Because think about how many times it's just you know Steph is taking two three guys away to the corner and then he just. Throws and yeah. you know Clay is just in the corner, just waiting there, wide open, right? Um, so yeah, Clay did hit some. Clay did hit some tough shots tonight, mm-hmm. though, like some shots that he he created with good off ball movement. Like there were there were a couple of instances where he had the ball. Uh, it was a classic Warriors play, you know, kind of a given. A give and go, I get, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, like he, he gave it to, I don't know, Otto Porter, whoever it was, and then he just went booking it, um, around Porter to get like, I don't know, maybe a step distance from him, and I think it was smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then put up a pretty well contested three, and I that happened several times tonight. Um, I was impressed by Clay. I thought I thought he played well. There were a couple of shots that he took. I wasn't crazy about. Like if Steph takes that shot, I'm okay with it. But Clay's a little different. I'm not in love with him taking some of those con- some of those contested threes. But he hits a lot of them. So yeah, especially after just one pass, right? You know the Warriors do so good when it's they move the ball, a lot of off ball movement, cuts, screening. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, in the fourth quarter, I thought it was a single pass off of a screen, and he was taking a, a contested three. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, ideally, right? Like, like he hits that shot most of the time, but I think on a night like tonight, you know, I think it, you're better off getting a little bit more ball movement. And I think you could come up with a better shot without having yeah. to rush it. Um, yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah, I didn't love the Warriors. I didn't love the Warriors movement tonight. Um, I felt like they were, they didn't have their normal, you know, Golden State rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they have that going, they're really hard to beat. When they don't have it going, um, they're just kind of pedestrian. They're not, they're not, I mean, Steph can still go off and he did, um, especially in the third quarter, but mm-hmm. I just don't think they're all that lethal when they're not moving whether it's moving the ball or off ball movement, I just, I didn't Mm -hmm. think it was quite as effective as it usually is. So do you think tonight's, because I I agree with you. um, It seems like they're kind of, kind of stale, you know, they, they didn't have, like you said, that, that movement, they they didn't, they weren't passing the ball a ton. It seemed like it was a lot of dribble isolation, take a shot get a little bit of separation, take a shot, right? Um, yeah. Do you think yeah. that part of that is because of the Boston defense tonight? Or do you think that was just, they came out flat? The boss, I thought Boston played really good defense tonight. Yeah. I That's why I played, asked. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Brown, I thought, I thought yeah. he did great. Defensively. It's true. It's true. Um, I don't know. I, it's sometimes it's hard to tell. It's hard mm-hmm. to tell. I probably need to go watch it again. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> it was a combination of both. Because on, on, on one hand, yes, great defense obviously can be credited to the Celtics for tonight. Um, Jalen Brown played great. I, I thought he was, yeah, especially in that fourth mm-hmm. quarter, he just looked, he looked great to me. Um but at the same time, sometimes the even if a team is playing smothering defense, that doesn't prevent you from moving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like I can understand if you know it was a Celtics against the Mavs, and it's you know a lot of Luca ISO, and they don't really move. They don't move the ball around all that much. They're very Luca mm-hmm. dependent. I could see, you know, saying, "Oh wow, like the Celtics are just shutting them down. They can't. Mm-hmm. They can't score." I could see that, but that's just not how the Warriors operate. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I credit the Celtics defense. I thought they were phenomenal tonight. Mm-hmm. They played you would even inspired. You would even think with an over aggressive defense like the Celtics were tonight, right? You you would almost think that would benefit the Warriors, right? With all the like the back cuts and like all the yeah. the screening and stuff like that. Um you know, there's a couple times where, where Jalen Brown went for a steal, missed it, right? Like, normally that would be a shot or a, a three-pointer, right? Because he was guarding Steph, it seemed like, most of the night. Um, or at least for the, the fourth quarter. And then it was just like that ended up just being, you know, it, it didn't hurt them, right? Where it's like most of the time that would hurt, hurt them. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like if they came out seemed- flat or... There seem to always be, and this definitely could be um, 
defense. Again, I didn't mm-hmm. pick up on everything as I watched, but there seemed to always be at least several, um, you know, backdoor cuts. Um, it seems to often be clay. And and there was one, I recall one. I, I don't know if you guys remember more. It ended up being like clay cut to the hoop. Uh, maybe Steph had the ball. I don't remember. Um, pass it to clay. And then one more pass to Draymond and it was an open dunk mm. and pretty much, and that was Draymond's only basket I think, <laughs> um, was a wide open dunk. Uh, but that's like vintage warriors. And we didn't see that. Um, and again, I don't know if that was the Celtics defense or the warriors just not moving around as much as they normally do. Dylan, did you pick up on anything? Yeah. Yeah. It seemed yeah, it seemed to me like the 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 Celtics were way more up in these screens, and then they they switched a lot faster. I mean, we had that third quarter where, um, especially the bigs on the Celtics, especially Horford, was just not coming up on those screens. You know, so yeah. um, that's a problem. But they were just they were just like ready to switch, and they weren't. I felt like it was a mix of. Uh, I think Boston was a lot more ready for. Um, what was coming, and the the Warriors, especially getting hit in the mouth super early, were just kind of discombobulated uh, there for a long time, looking for you know, especially on transition, just quick hitters. Uh, I thought Clay had a super good game, but there was a lot of bad shots from him and Wiggins in particular. It seemed like uh, just kind of kind of quick ones, not in the rhythm of the offense. Um, he, I mean, he gave credit to Clay because I mean he showed up and kept them in the game, uh, especially during that those tough like second quarter minutes uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it it didn't seem like the off ball movement from the Warriors was was in sync really all of the game. Even when they made that big run, it still didn't th- it it still didn't seem like like you said getting a good off ball screen into like a. Uh, you know, because the typical Warriors bucket, right, is the off-ball screen kind of uh, basically from Steph or from Clay. You get two guys kind of running towards the ball. They throw it to the screener, and then you got an advantage going two-on-one downhill uh, from the free throw line, usually with Draymond, right? That's 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 the bread and butter of the Warriors of the last eight years, and that basically never happened at all, all game besides maybe a couple possessions, so... I don't think it was all just the Warriors not 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 looking for that. I think I think Boston did a really good job switching those screens and getting up on those screens tight. Um, but I also think the Warriors could have done a better job looking for it as well. Yeah. Well, we can get into the we can get. I mean, we that was a pretty fairly deep dive into Game Three. Uh, yeah. But we can uh, let's get into it a little bit more. Um, we do have some, we got some news for our listeners, some important news. Um, the Denver Broncos, uh, I think this was, was this today or yesterday? Was, was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, sold to Rob Walton, the son of the Sam, Sam, right? Sam Walton. Yeah. Walton's family heir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... It's the Walton Penner ownership group. Penner is the 
Penner is the w- husband of Rob's daughter, I believe. So most most of the ownership group, I, I heard there were there was um, someone else involved, uh, but most of the ownership group is going to be within the Walton family. Interesting fact: Did you guys know that <clears throat> Rob Walton and Stan Kroenke are in-laws? Okay. <laughs> so Rob's sis, Rob Rob Walton's sister is married to Stan Kroenke. That is a phenomenally rich family. I think I did know that. Yeah, I think I I actually did know that. Yeah. Because she did owns yeah. because he brought he's the owner of the Rams. And if you're the NFL, yeah. if you own an NFL franchise, they have a clause or whatever that you can't own another sport basically in the US, right? So so she owns the Nuggets, which she's like kind of trying to sell, I think, or used to maybe. And then he technically owns the Rams. It's it's like a weird thing, but I think that's yeah. the case. Yeah. Um. And so this makes uh this makes Rob Walton is now the richest owner in the NFL. Um, I think his net worth is like sixty something billion dollars. Uh-huh. Um, so he's a very wealthy individual. Um, but that makes him and Kroenke the first and third wealthiest owners in the NFL. Do you guys know who number two is? Allen, Jody Allen. No, I or it should. It, it should. It's oh, not? it's Panthers. Who just bought the Panthers? Yeah. What's David his name? Tepper. Yeah. I heard that today. Yeah. Because they just sold. Because the Panthers just got sold. Was it last year or two years ago? 2019. Uh, 2018. Okay. Dang, that was two years ago. What's Jody Allen then worth? Because Paul Allen was, I think, at one point the richest owner in the NFL. Yeah. Now, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's yeah. Maybe she doesn't. She didn't grab all his assets when when he died. But yeah, yeah, could be. I don't know. Um, this is just some one report. I, I sure. maybe it's wrong. Maybe it's wrong. Um, yeah. but kind of cool. Um, clearly the NFL's uh, they they want very wealthy because because there are people who you know could have a you know. Five billion dollar, you know, net worth own an NFL franchise, um, but they're clearly the ownership group is clearly wanting, you know, the wealthiest of the wealthiest. So they're getting that. Um, the Panthers sold for two point two seven five billion, which is half. Broncos just for four point six five billion. Jeez. And well, Broncos has what? been, I guess, like a like a top level in like a weird way of the last like ten years, like a top, uh, like when they do those uh, those rankings of who sells the most or sell so, uh, sells the most jerseys or whatever. Broncos is always in like the top top tier of those. Yeah. Um, the Bolin family—they're the ones. They're the family who just sold the Broncos. Any guesses on what they paid for the franchise? It was back in 1984. <laughs> well, 50 million. Pretty close. 
Oliver, you want to take a stab? I mean, 84. No Googling. I know, I know. I'm going to say like 30. 30? It was 78 million. So you guys both went under. I thought you'd, I thought you'd go over, but 78 million, they just sold for $4.65 billion. I'm no mathematician, but that's definitely more than inflation. So. Dude, that the equity nice, on these, on these nice profit. American pro sports, especially NBA and NFL, like that's why you see these wild numbers going around in, um, in these uh, uh, yeah. contracts and everything, because the equity of these things are just outrageous. It it it, it almost it almost it probably trumps uh the app the the revenue that they're even getting as well you know what i mean because if we're, if we're talking about the carolina panthers it's not like i mean i, I think it, i don't know where Car- is it charlotte where where the you know what i mean where where carolina's from or whatever but not it's not like that's so much smaller of a market than denver but in the last two years that's you know that's almost two billion dollars more you know what i mean already so I bet if you sold, I bet if you, if we went around and sold, or they went, they went and sold the Carolina team right now, that thing could sell for over four billion, and that's you know in a two year you're getting an equity over one point five billion, just unreal money, you know. And there's only so many of them, so that's why it's so it's yeah. so so profitable. Yeah, you can't just go and like start an NFL franchise. No. Um, there are massive barriers to entry. Um, yeah, yeah, including I, they I, never get sold. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. the number one. It's like they're never up for sale, you know? <laughs> um, well, I mean, even just starting like a new franchise, like it just it rarely happens. Like the Texan, yeah. the Texans are the newest Texans and Titans, I can think of, are like the new, but they aren't, they weren't the Texans, new franchises. Yeah. They just relocated. And it was like almost, it was almost 20 years ago, the Texans. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, and I don't think the, I mean, the NFL talks about like, oh, we want a team in London, but it's like, I don't know about that. You know, I think they'd rather take a team they already have now and put it in London rather than, you know, they take Jacksonville and throw them in London rather than, <laughs> you know, adding another two franchises. I don't, I think the NBA is about to add some franchises, but I mean, it just never happens. You don't, you don't see that in a lot in the, you know, in the modern era. I've heard Seattle and Vegas and I really hope Seattle, dude, Seattle has to have a team. They have to, they have to. Mm -hmm. Especially. uh, Whatever they call it. The old key arena. Climate pledge. Climate pledge. Climate pledge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've I haven't been to it yet, but I've seen pictures, and it looks unreal compared to what the the old key sick, used to be. Yeah. It's it doesn't like even look like five, the same arena. It looks like five times bigger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. It's huge. Yeah. Um. Well, that does it for the Broncos. Um, we can stop talking about the Broncos now. Actually, one thing I would I would love to know if the Broncos sold for four point six five billion. How much would the Cowboys sell for? Man. That's what I want. I want to know because it's going to be considerably more than the Broncos. The the Cowboys Mm -hmm. are arguably the biggest brand in American sports. No, in all of sports. 
they're the biggest We're franchise all of, all of sports. All like are they? Are they? I think so. Yeah. When Forbes does their little like, you know what I mean? Their little like sports brand rankings. It's like Cowboys, Yankees, and then you start going to European football. You start getting like Real Madrid, you know, Manchester. Yeah, I would United. think like like yeah, Manchester United would be. Yeah. would be up there just because soccer is so much sorry i mean it's monstrous football. it's soccer yeah uh, but yeah, yeah it's it's so big throughout the whole world but real real is i think the biggest barcelona's up there too and then yeah it's Man- manchester and then yeah but then you start going over there but i think cowboys still eggs them like they get them out so if the cat so if they if the Forbes were, were going to like let's say the For- Forbes has them like listed at like seven billion it's not gonna. It's gonna sell for way more than seven billion. Oh, you know what I mean? Because yeah. any rich, 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 rich person who just even has like an inkling for like I like football, they're gonna be right on top of it, and they're gonna get all their other billionaire buddies to be right on top of it too. To be, because it's just a cash cow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so, I mean, it it would be over ten billion. I think easily, easily. Elon doesn't strike me as someone who'd be interested in an NFL franchise, but I I can only imagine how much money he'd be willing to put down for and someone like him. It's like, he'd only go for the, like the Cowboys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I, I doubt he cares about, you know, the yeah. Jaguars going for sale. Like, sure. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know would be as well as like if the jags want to go to london like have at it whatever no one cares about the jags <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um i heard bezos was, the, was looking to buy a team though so it's like that's somebody oh, yeah. who easily buy yeah. the cowboys because he's not yeah, doing yeah. anything anymore like no. bezos he's not like like elon is still like the ceo of you know what i mean two major 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 companies right you know tesla and spacex so he's still like busy with other stuff, mm-hmm. but um, but Bezos is just not doing crap. <laughs> you know, he's just he's just sitting I mean, on the board of Amazon and hanging out in Miami. It looks like <laughs> from yeah. his like Instagram. So that I mean, man, if I was a rich dude, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be like, all right, let me not work and uh, let me buy a sports team and hang but... around athletes and chill. Hang out on my that huge yacht. Be... I feel like that would be a conflict of interest with Amazon's deal with the NFL now, though, with Thursday Night Football. Yeah, could be. I don't know. I don't know. Just a thought. It Uh, could be, but but Jerry Jones, so he owns the Cowboys, but he owns a company that basically own their whole company is to build not only sports arenas but the outside area of sports arenas i forgot what it's called it's called some but they did it here in in phoenix uh for the suns uh for their little like outside and in the nfl he's he's like responsible for building like the like the outside area of like 10 arenas you know what i mean cuz you want to put you know restaurants and all these things to make it like a, an attractive place not just the stadium and uh and he's he that's that's basically his company too so they talked about these outside they said it with the with the blazers and like phil knight's like oh well is night you know oh nike you know they there's so much going on there and it's like i don't think they care you know what i mean there's like eh, they'll be able to figure that out um as for other news uh we can hit that stuff in the off season it's not urgent um 
I, I just have to say this quote from Pat Riley because I just thought it was so funny. Um, usually you don't see like is Pat Riley's GM, right? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, of yeah. President of basketball president. operations. Yeah, whatever he's like, yeah. whatever his position is. But um, <laughs> some not not so low key shade being thrown at Kyle Lowry. Um, Pat Riley said, "I definitely think he can be in better shape. We'll address it and try to help him." <laughs> Dude, that is savage. <laughs> it's true. I mean. Ky- I've always wondered how does Kyle Lowry play an 82 game season and then go through the playoffs with that body? Like it doesn't make any sense to me. We talking about his body or are we talking about his, (laughs) there's one part of his body. That's pretty bit, pretty big. And he's in Miami. That's the other thing. You know what I mean? It's like, this is, you know, Miami's the king of the BBLs, right? That's, that's the BBL capital, the the Brazilian butt lift. And you got Kyle Lowry, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the king of male, you know, but yeah, no, he's fat. <laughs> he's a fat guy. Yeah, <laughs> and you got heat culture, and uh, yeah, you can't you can't be doing that. But you, you know, I think Pat Riley should have paid a little bit of respect. You know, he's uh, there's also Miami culture. Miami culture, you know, they like what <laughs> what Cal Lowry has. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Let's let's go into the lunch pail legend of the week. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? You got it. Oh, all right. I'll go. I'm gonna say Derek White, Celtics. He's had some pretty good games. Tonight wasn't his greatest game, but he had a really good game one and game two of the playoffs. Um, for bench guy coming out of D, I found this out. I think a game one when they were talking about it, but didn't know he was a D two guy. Worked his way up, you know, kind of just put his head down and went. And it's good to see him produce, play some meaningful minutes. Played twenty four minutes tonight. Um, yeah, he's my lunch pill legend of the week. Nice, nice. I'll go. I'll go with my next. I think mine. Is uh, going to be uh, the coach of the Celtics, Ime Udoka. Uh, this guy was on the Spurs for like eight years as an assistant coach. Before that, he was like a journeyman NFL or NBA guy, playing for a ton of different teams. I think undrafted, went to the Lakers. I think he was talking about it in like a press conference. Uh, uh, did really well at training camp. Uh, basically, was just like a defensive enforcer. Um, Got some minutes and then kind of, you know, bounced around the league for a while. Again, then bounced around the league for a while uh, as a coach was – and it's so crazy because, I mean, he's already, I think, established himself as like a top-level coach. Just look at the jump they've made. And uh, he was on – just recently, he was on the the Sixers. I think they would probably like to have some Ime Doka as their head coach right now instead of Doc Rivers. He was on the – he was on the Brooklyn Nets last year. I think they would rather have him running the show uh, than than Steve Nash at the moment. And then you know he's worked his way up first first time as um, uh, head coach, and he's in the finals. And I mean, making adjustments, doing a good job. I mean, this that defense is still one of the best defenses in the last ten years. And I mean, credit credit to him, credit to him. And I mean, he keeps those guys. 
accountable, which is which is like a kind of a nice thing to I think a lot of NBA coaches do. You just kind of don't see it. Um, but you can really tell like anytime they lose, that guy is in the press conferences just trashing their best player. You know, Tatum and Brown is just getting ripped by the coach and they respond well to it. So so good for him. I think he's gonna be he's my he's my lunch pill legend of the week. Nice. Yeah, he's growing on me for sure. Yeah. Um he gives the he gives the ref refs the business, man. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to watch. He's uh, intimidating, it's like, it's like, dude. He looks it's like intimidating. Pretty, it's like, oh yeah, for sure. You're one right, it's, made okay. <laughs> it's like it's, like, it's that like call. subtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like really passive aggressive. Not even passive. It's it's subtle. Like when you yeah. watch him, you could you could almost miss it, but like if you read his lips, he's constantly just oh he's ripping cussing <laughs> at the refs. He's ripping his own team too. You see him just getting into Grant yeah. Williams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting into him. Oh, I don't he's getting him. into I'd Tatum. Be getting, <laughs> I'd be getting into Grant Williams too. <laughs> yeah, it's his face. Um, yeah, just his face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, he's got. He's just got one of those punchable faces. I would never oh, punch yeah. him because he would absolutely oh, wreck me. He's just dude's, kill a, us. dude's a tank. He's like six six two forty. Like yeah, he should, be a, he should be a tight end in the NFL as like a blocking tight end. He should. <laughs> he should. Or a, or a receiving tight end. Get him the ball, man. Have him run over some people. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, my lunch pail legend of the week outside of the NBA is Aaron Donald. Ooh, that's uh, a good one. Um, dude got paid in a big way. I don't have his contract info right in front of me right now, but um, he'll be making about as much money as Derek Carr, and Derek Carr makes a lot of money. Ninety-five um, mil over the next three years, guaranteed. Yeah, that's, guaranteed. That is a lot. Guaranteed. Shooting. Good for him. If oh, anyone, yeah. if anyone, if any non-quarterback is going to get it, oh, he's yeah. the one that should get it. Um, I don't know if a non-quarterback should get that kind of money, but he, he, if someone's going to get it, it's Aaron Donald. Um, the reason he's my lunch pail legend of the week is he's not the biggest guy, um, but he just dominates everybody. He's unblockable. Um I love watching him play. It's it's a sight to see. Um, and you wouldn't think that he would dominate the way that he does, but he does every Did day. you uh he was he was on a, a podcast, I think maybe it was last week. I think it was like the more than an athlete one. It has oh. um Brandon Marshall on it sometimes. I think I think Michael Irvin or whatever. And he was talking about how he watches film. And he's talking about it in the room with like other NFL guys, and they looked at him like he was dumbfounded. If you haven't watched it, uh, I, w- I would I would go and look at that because the way he broke it down. I mean, he, this dude was talking about he's like, I'm just looking at tendencies. I'm looking at when a guy goes a little bit to the right. What like what's the thing he's going to do? Uh, and then I'm going to do the opposite. You know what I mean? Like he was look he looks at film, and the way he explained it. It, it was like it was like holy, this dude's a he's a genius. Like he's a he's a defensive, and I'm sure all these you know I bet like Ed Reed in his day, you know these great 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 players. I bet they all looked at film the exact same way. But 
uh, the way he he explained it in like a real, I don't know, um, I, like a way that was he just kind of left it all open exactly like kind of how he did it. And I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was good. It was, it was yeah. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. He's an awesome guy. He's, he's hard to root against. Um, yeah. Cause he's, he doesn't really, you know, like he's not out there. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he, he, <laughs> I'm sure he talks to the guys that he's, obliterating flowing to the ground he's talking right in every quarterback's face when he's on top of him yeah. for the on- fourth time in a game you know he abuses so- offensive alignment too right it's not oh, even like it's just my. like he's just like so fast and like going by him like he's literally just like cool you're like six eight 340 pounds i'm gonna run right through you and you're gonna fall on your butt and there's nothing yeah. you can do about it like yeah. just manhandles him and then it's like, oh, you, you're going to send your center at me too? Okay, I'm going to like split both of you guys and send <laughs> you guys both flying while I still blow up this fucking run. You know what I mean? It's 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 unreal. It's yeah, it's unreal the the impact he has on a game as an interior defensive lineman. It's crazy. Like te- teams teams spend big on like defensive ends, edge rushers. You know, Von Miller. Uh, uh, Miles Garrett. Um, you know, the, uh, what's the guy? The the guy on the Cowboys that just won Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, uh, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. You know, like team teams are spending big, like edge rusher, um, quarterback, receiver. Like those are three of the biggest like concerns for teams right now. Is gotta have right. those guys. Um, but like interior defense like a defensive tackle to just dom just take over games is ridiculous yeah um, do you think because the nfl is such like a copycat league right like these teams are de- like designing like their offensive line right to protect against like an elite pass rusher like you know like all the ones that you guys just said right yeah like aaron Don- like aaron donald's like one of his like in his own like category, right? Like, there's no other defensive tackle that's nearly relevantly close to the as dominant as it, right? Like, is it because like these teams are just designed to protect against like edge rushers, and then you throw this guy like Aaron Donald in? Like, it's like okay, we we're not really designed to protect our off of our quarterback for somebody who's lined up in the middle, like because he's so different. Yeah, man. There's always been elite elite edge rushers who are like the biggest playmakers of the defense right like Lawrence Mm -hmm. Taylor when you talk about the best defensive players like he is there like he is Mm -hmm. uh, he is like is it Lawrence Taylor or is it someone else it's always him you know what I mean and so I think I think there's like a mix of that but I also think I mean he's just a freak I think Mm -hmm. I think if you wind him up outside the tackles or outside the box right like he's still going to get to the quarterback Right, like it's like JJ Watt. He was playing in that three-four defense in his prime. I think he's the only one in the last ten years who can kind of touch um, Aaron, what Aaron Donald's done. I think Aaron Donald's better than J- even than JJ Watt in his prime. But I mean, JJ Watt was a three-time Defensive Player of the Year, and he was playing in a three-four, getting close to you know fifteen. I, I think he had o- almost close to twenty sacks, uh, and he also blew up runs. You know what I mean? So um, I think. I think, yeah, maybe because, you know, you're going to put, 
I think that's in the last like 30 years of football, though. You're going to put your best offensive lineman on the tackles. You know what I mean? And I don't think that's going to change because Aaron Donald can get inside the tackles and take on guards and centers like they're nobody. But I also think if you put Aaron Donald against the best left tackle in the NFL, he's still toss one-on-one. He's still tossing him to the ground or he's getting around him. You know, he's still going to be effective because he's just a freak. He's just the best. He's a top probably 10, five-ish. He's in that range of these, these, these top guys of all time. I mean, he is completely dominant. Um, yeah. yeah and, and just what he does. Well, and, and what makes it so impressive is he lines up in a spot that is, naturally a double like a double team yeah when you when you line up on the edge you have to you have to intentionally get another guy out there to like it's hard to double double team an edge rusher um but like a a, a defensive tackle like you got a center and a guard right there like it's mm-hmm. you can get two guys on aaron donald every play and he still gets through and you do they do they do and they, every and, play they do oh, yeah, every absolutely. play. You'd, yeah, you'd yeah. Be an absolute idiot to not double team Aaron Donald. Yeah. Um, and he still wrecks the game. It's it it, it does it. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. He's a freak. Um. Yeah. Uh. Let's get back into the finals. I have a question for you guys. Who is your MVP through three games? <sighs> Um, I'll take this first. Get it, man. It's it's tough to give it to anyone on this. So if I'm going to give it to someone on Celtics because they're up two one, I still think the Warriors are going to win the series. Um, but if I'm going to give it to someone on the Celtics since they're up, um, I'm probably going to give it to Jalen Brown at this point. I think he's played better defense than. Then probably all of their, I mean, even including Marcus Smart, he's probably played better defense than any of their uh, their wing perimeter defenders, and um, he set the tone on on these offensive games. I mean, even in the game two, he was lighting it up early. He had kind of like a a, a quiet second half today, but I mean, he scored twenty two points in the first half to really really keep them going. I think some of these other guys then showed up uh, in the second half, but he seemed to me like their most consistent guy he's you know rooting for the rooting for the Warriors he's the scariest guy for me when the Celtics have the ball to even more than Tatum so I'd give it to Jalen Brown it's interesting you say that because I'm I'm more afraid of Tatum Hmm. I think I might agree with you that Brown is my MVP as well a man Tatum just kind of took the team there in the fourth and just kind of yeah. tossed him on his back. Like he had, he had a couple of drives to the hoop, where they were pretty pretty well contested. There was one where Draymond was, I think that was Tatum. Yeah, it was Tatum. Um, Draymond had good position, and Tatum just bullied him. Like he kind of just took over in the fourth. He was like, "No one else is touching the ball. Like I'm just like I got this." Um, and that's Finals MVP stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but he I, didn't have a, I, a go ahead. That was it. Okay, I was just gonna say Tatum kind of had a, a own thing, but it wasn't. I think Brown. Oh, what? Out, I think Brown outplayed Tatum in Game One. 
Yeah, yeah. Scoring wise, for sure, Tatum mm-hmm. had a ton of, and passing wise, Tatum has had some super good playmaking mm-hmm. uh, games. But even today, he was making some really, really, really good passes that Brown just can't make. And that's why you kind of have Tatum running the offense, right? Because he can make better skip passes and these things. And he did that game one. He had like, what, 13 assists or something like that? And it, mm-hmm. it looked like that. It looked like he could maybe could have even had more. I mean, he probably could have had more assists today as well. But but Brown just seems to be the guy who's making the big, big buckets when they need him. Like, he's making these really contested mid-ranges. <laughs> He's making these really contested, tough uh, three pointers. Um, he just kind of seems the guy to to really like steady the ship when they need it uh, to get to just kind of get that bucket. I think Tatum did did there, but it was when they already had like an eight point lead, a nine point lead. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. I don't really know. I yeah. think I'd probably I'd probably lean Brown as well, but mm-hmm. yeah. There's just something about those, those, just those couple of drives in that game yeah. three that just felt like, I, I don't know, it sounds cheesy to mean. say like no, an MVP moment, but it kind of felt like that, you know? It's like, dang, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, right. I, no, I, he called it out. It was an eight-point game. Right, I, like it was an mm-hmm. eight-point game, but it kind of felt like, okay, the Warriors, like, if they can get a couple stops, like, they get right back into this. And Tatum was like, no, you're not going to stop him. You're yeah. not going to stop yeah. me. I'm putting yeah. this game away. Oliver, who do you got? I got Brown. Yeah, I, I just I think it's close, but I think Brown just brings an in intensity on the defense too. I mean, Tatum's a good defender, don't get me wrong, but I just think that, especially like towards the end of the fourth quarter tonight, like he was just there's like two or three possessions in a row where I think yes. he blocked he blocked Clay on a back cut that looked like it was a wide open layup. Um, he forced. Curry to have, I think, back-to-back turnovers, or maybe it went pool then Curry, something like that. So it was like, there's three big plays right there in the fourth quarter that he made defensively, really all on his own, right? It wasn't like he had help and like came up with like a like a side block, right? Like he was isolated. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's close. I mean, I, I think you could make a push for either either Brown or or Tatum. I just prefer yeah. i mean if i were to pick it, it'd be brown yeah brown definitely did two, like two possessions in a row um might have even been the same same possession technically but the ball went out of bounds a couple of times anyway um but yeah once on steph once on who was it on he swatted clay? clay on a big one mm-hmm. yeah, yeah clay had him beat he had a, yeah. a good step on him, and he recovered to to swat yeah. him out of there. But yeah, I mean, Steph was going right at him on yeah a couple possessions, one on one, in some key key possessions, and he couldn't get anywhere on Brown. It was like, yeah. wow, that's that is very very impressive. Jalen Brown is a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, like yeah. watching him watching him go like whether it's you know whether it's an alley-oop or just like a breakaway dunk, like that dude gets up. It, it, it feels different than mostly everyone on the floor. It kind of feels not quite as like severe as John Morant, but it feels kind of similar to that where when he, when he gets up, it's like, Oh jeez, yeah. he is up there. Um, 
Yeah, he's. I like watching Jalen Brown play. There's a couple moments there when he's really trying. Sorry to interrupt. Um, There's a couple moments there in the uh, towards the end of the fourth quarter where he is bringing the ball up and the uh, the Golden State was pressuring. That that was a little terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) You can see that. Yeah, you can tell he was not confident bringing the ball up with pressure. But you see he's getting used to it, though, because any time he has the ball, dude, they're right right on him. And they're right on him with, like, Gary Payton, Steph, even Jordan Poole, like these really quick dudes. And and you can tell that he's getting, he's getting more comfortable with that handle, way more comfortable <laughs> than he was in that Miami series, for sure, uh, that, uh, with, the, with that upward pressure. So he knows it's coming, and, and he's adapting, and, yeah. Obviously, playing which well. is crazy. Like, how do you just get better at dribbling in like a two weeks? <laughs> Seems like a skill that's like a lifetime. You know, you... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he just like, knows no, to be I'll like figure oh, it out for this series. Yeah, yeah he's like, I'm just going to drive by. I'm not getting you know pressured by Jimmy Butler. I'm just getting pressured by yeah Jordan Poole. So I'm just going to drive by him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm yeah. just gonna put, keep the ball in my strong hand and just go. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's Put my head down and just go. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Jordan Poole, I want I need to see Jordan Poole like do what he did in game two, but when they're down ten. Yes. Like that's what's it's it kind of feels like Steph and a little bit of Clay tonight. Definitely Clay tonight. Like Clay had a really good game tonight. He hit some big shots. Um but like it, it it kind of felt like they need they needed pool they needed pool to turn it on a little bit um for some reason i don't know stephen clay, stephen clay needed some help um yeah no i think seem, just yeah. kind of a what what's it called a front load like what's it called when you're when you're like when you play really well when your team's up like what's front running or you're like talking smack yeah yeah when you're you're kind of front running right now he's a front runner and he and i know this is his first you know his first playoffs um so i if he if he never turns it on you know in those situations i'll give him i'll give him a pass for this for this playoffs but i still want to see it i want to see him you know get the team back into the game yeah, he's not been able to like create the advantages that he has that you've seen. He didn't really do it so much in the Memphis series, but in the Dallas and the Denver series, he was able to take these Steph minutes and like either just cook them to you know and just win games basically in the in these in these non Steph minutes, or or like you know keep keep the pressure on really well. And he hasn't really done that he hasn't been able to rip i mean the big one is he's just not being able to break defenders and get to the rim he has a couple times but not in the constant way that you saw him be able to uh in those other series part of it i think is he's just not getting the opportunities like he hasn't he didn't even play that many minutes didn't even put that put up that many shots uh only put up eight shots um today 24 minutes i mean um i think Golden State knows that his defense is going to be, you know, attacked a lot more with the with these Boston teams or this Boston team than uh, in these other, against you know these other teams that they played. But um, but yeah, he needs to he needs to take these these Curry minutes and basically be like 
75% of what Curry can do, and he hasn't been able to do that. Yeah. Um, which player has been the biggest surprise so far? If there is one. I don't I don't know if I have a surprise player. You got someone all over? Robert Williams has been playing really well. He has. Some big boards, some pretty big tonight. Um off the top of my head I can't really remember why he did in games one and two, but I, I know he had at least one one of those two games he did pretty good. Um coming off a, a, a pretty serious knee injury too. Uh, and make, make kind of off an injury. Uh, that's been pretty surprising to me. Like, yeah, tonight he had 10 boards, eight points, and a couple block shots. But he was a presence four on blocks. defense tonight. Yeah, four blocks. Jeez. He led the team plus, plus 21. It felt like so. he had more than four blocks, too. Like, yeah. it felt like mm-hmm. he was all over the floor. Yeah. Um I I am going to say the same. I'm going to say Rob Williams. Not necessarily cuz maybe I should rephrase the question. Um well, that's fine. Um like a huge surprise. We knew he was good already. We knew he was really mm-hmm. good, particularly defensively. Um But man, like Draymond wasn't getting anything in the paint. He was mm-hmm. Like Robert Williams was manning the paint. Yeah. Uh, when when he was in the game, like they just could not get any boards. Uh, the the actually the the offensive rebounding stats ended up being as lopsided as it was fifteen to six in favor of the Celtics. Dang, um, that's a big like offensive just offensive boards, and then I mean total rebounds forty seven to thirty one. It felt worse. Uh, I swear, every time the Celtics missed a shot, they got an offensive rebound. It was infuriating. Um, as someone who's rooting for the Warriors, yeah. Um, for us, as a, if I were a Celtics fan, I'd be pumped. And that actually kind of goes into the last. Uh, <clears throat> the last question is: Do we still have the Warriors winning? I'll go first. I do not. That game three, if I'm like a hardcore Warriors fan, I, if you're listening and you are a hardcore Warriors fan, I I think you should be worried because they got manhandled tonight. To me, that's a problem. If you're missing shots, it's like, all right, we'll go to the next game. We'll hit our, we're not going to, you know, if you shoot 20%, you're not going to shoot 20% every game. Like you'll make shots next game. They were getting dominated physically. Um, they couldn't get rebounds. Uh, re- they couldn't get really in the paint. Um, it took it took Jordan Poole about eight moves to get you know, off from, from Rob Williams, <laughs> which was a sweet yeah, move. That was a sweet it was move. a sweet move. Um, but man, they I just felt like they couldn't get anything going in the paint, um, and that worries me for someone who picked the Warriors to win the series. I I don't know if they can do it, guys. I don't think they they're physical enough. Um I think I think it's still early. I'd probably say my like most surprising player would probably be Draymond just with how bad he's looked. It's just how <laughs> yeah, bad he's looked. That, yeah. And um 
and that I think that that's that's literally the difference when you have Looney going, you know, and they're getting destroyed on the offensive glass, and you have Looney who's like the best rebounder. I mean, maybe in this series, he might be the best rebounder out of both teams at this point. Um, and he's only getting, you know what I mean, less than 20 minutes like he was getting. And you have Draymond in there just looking like just terrible. Um, I think there's an adjustment to be made there um, as as well as being a better rim protector when, yeah, like like you said, they're getting manhandled in the paint. Um, and Draymond's supposed to be your paint protector. He's been, that's what's made the Warriors so great on defense in the last, you know, 10 years is that Draymond can be, uh, the switchable paint protecting six six you know freak defensive player, and when he's getting cooked on one on ones by Jalen Brown, and he's also getting you know driven into the lane by Derek White, it's like wow, that's that is a super super bad sign. But there's either he can play better, which I think he should be able to play better, and he can play better. And uh, but there's also there's guys on the bench. There's Looney on the bench getting 60 minutes that he should probably get more minutes uh, to uh, to give Golden State a better a better chance. I I wouldn't. It's still it's still early in the series. It was not. A, it was definitely not a good game. Um, I think Boston def hit some again some tough shots. Uh, obviously, you had Clay. Playing, playing super well, but, I mean, you just had real bad games from almost everyone else besides Porter, maybe. Wiggins played okay, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think their defense – it's the defense, basically, if I'm if I'm the Warriors. I think they can tighten up um, and, and, and still win the series. I, I'm definitely more – yeah, I mean, I had them in six, and – the Warriors have to win three straight now, right? To to get there. So uh I don't we'll see if that happens. I'm not but I'm not I'm not sounding the alarm just quite yet. We'll see next game. I am it's full alarms blaring. <laughs> full alarm. I am legit worried about the Warriors. Oliver It's slightly concerning that Steve Kerr hasn't really made any huge adjustments. It seems like especially like defensively, right? Like Games, I especially like game two again. The Warriors won, so it wasn't a bit too big of a deal. But like games two and three, right? You know, it's they've been switching on screens, and it's you get these horrible matchups. And it's like you have Steph or or Jordan Poole covering, trying to cover uh, Jason Tatum, and it's just like, okay, cool, he's going to dribble the ball a couple times and pull up for a fifteen foot jumper on, on the elbow, or he's just going to drive right by him for an easy layup. Um, yeah. I mean, that's essentially what they did at the very end of the game. And there's no, like, I, I, I would hope that Steve Kerr would have made an adjustment and saying like, look, Hey, we're, we're going to start hedging these screens or also like, just know that, yeah, Draymond's playing terrible. Looney's playing better. Like we're going to give Looney more minutes for that reason. Right. Or go bigger. Right. Because it's, I think we all agreed that at least like when I was looking at it, right. I thought the bigs were going to have a hard time going out and, and playing defense on golden States movement and whatnot. And clearly that, that hasn't really been the case, the case in at least games one and two or one and three. Right. Like the bigs are playing great. They're like Horford's been all over the place. Williams had a fantastic game tonight. Like 
you would think that if their bigs are playing good, you would want to go have a bigger body in there, right? And Looney's the biggest guy on their team. Yeah, and then they have Porter play he's Porter's mm-hmm. played well too on the bench. Like their next mm-hmm. two guys after maybe Steph and Clay now after this game is yeah, it's Porter and Looney. And they're getting less than twenty minutes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like there's those guys need to play more. It's just it seems like those guys need to play more. And they play well together. They were playing these Pool, Steph, Gary Payton lineups with Draymond out there, and it was disgusting. <laughs> and they played, they did it again. They did it in the fourth quarter, too. And I was like, what is this? This isn't – it's not working. You know, it's like they're getting to the hole any time, and there's no contest at all. Like these these Tatum layups, yeah, he was, he was doing well in the fourth quarter ever, but it was like – yeah, he's spinning off a of step going into a layup against Poole and Peyton. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you should be getting layups, buddy. Like, good job, Steve You're the MVP of the finals. You know what I mean? <laughs> to be fair, one, at least one of those layups. Well, yeah, some of them. Yeah, he's had some. Right he had some Draymond was, yeah, was right yeah. in his face. Um, but, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um <sighs> And it's, I just don't understand it. Like, was why did Looney play like sixteen minutes? I don't. Was he get hurt? It. I don't. Like, what get what it. was? What's wrong? Looney usually he, plays more than that. And he was doing so. He did so well in the in game two. He was like their second best player easily in game two. I did, it made no sense. Yeah, no well, sense. And, and just in a game where. Like I'm, I am no like basketball X's and O's expert. I'm not going to claim to be one, but I could watch that game and clearly see that what the Warriors needed was some stops on defense and a freaking rebound, just yeah. like a couple rebounds. <laughs> Like they couldn't get anything on the boards. Who's the so, dude from the Pelicans? They need that guy. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, Al- Alvarado. <laughs> yeah, no, not Alvarado. They're they're, they're big. They're power forward. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, valid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's who yeah. the Warriors. Mafia, our mafia man. out there get twenty boards a game. Yeah, that's essentially what Looney is, though. Like. Why yeah. not just put Looney in the game? It's, it just seems it's not like Draymond is some. I get that. I get that he is, you know, he can be a solid playmaker on offense and, you know, make some nice passes. But I don't think it's worth what, no. what they were giving up. Like, no, just put Looney in the game and sit Draymond. It's ridiculous. Not against a switchable defense. So Draymond had four rebounds the entire game. Played thirty five minutes. How? 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 How many? So so Looney played sixteen minutes. Draymond was probably the center for over twenty minutes of this game, and he has four rebounds. Four rebounds. And that and you're, feels so generous. you're going to excavate. So Wiggins had seven, and he probably should have had more. Like you know, it... no, I'm saying four feels like too much. I don't think Draymond. Had that yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, def. Like Steph had four rebounds. Steph had four rebounds. Yeah, Poole had three. Yeah, Porter had that one big, big offensive rebound there. But oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I'm he, telling you, Porter's got to play more. Porter's got to play Porter's more. Gotta... 
Yeah. Looney's got to play more. That's just, I think that's the adjustment that, yeah, that I want to see. If we don't, if we're not going to see that adjustment, then hopefully Draymond plays better. Cause that, that's, that's all your live. That's, that's what it is. Or you just hope, you know, that the, the, the Celtics aren't going to shoot 40% from three, you know, but yeah. I don't know. Well, and if anything, I mean, Porter, Porter gives them good, some good size. Like he's yeah, he's long. Six, he's six eight. He's taller yeah. than Draymond. Um, I know Draymond has like a long wingspan. Whatever, F it. I'm, I'm tired of it. Uh, <laughs> he, got, he got pushed around for four quarters. Dude, he barely guy, dunked that. He barely dunked that. His one <laughs> dunk that he had. The one. It was just like, oh, he barely got that in. You know what I mean? So for, six six with this whatever seven foot wingspan, but. That, that dude's rocking a 25-inch vertical at this moment, I think, man. Like, it's just for, for a guy who, who prides himself on being a tough guy. He got pushed around he for 48 tall. minutes, man. Yeah. Um, and I don't even think and I don't even think Tatum is like this, you know, uber aggressive no. player. Um, if if anything, I would he can be like he he can be yeah and it kills say, Celtics fans because they they hate when he takes these jumpers and stuff. Yeah, it yeah. kills Celtics because he should be going to the rim you know 15 20 times a game and he doesn't and it like Celtics fans can't stand that he doesn't go to the hole more but yeah yeah because he's he's crazy athletic he's what six eight and he yeah. I mean he does have a great jumper but he could get he could get to the especially against that Draymond as the five line. You should be able to like get them. Tatum. You can get to the hole every play, every play. Especially you when you make, oh, go ahead. Sorry, you get free throws. What's up? All, all I was gonna say is, especially when you when you do the pick and roll and you, you get the Warriors switch and you got Steph on your right, like yeah, all day. <laughs> that didn't make no sense either. And they've yeah, been doing that all series. Like, why isn't anyone helping him out? You're not going to hedge and get back and like let Grant Williams make a play. You know, like get on rotations yeah. and let Grant Williams make a play. Like you're just that's what they did against the Mavericks. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're like, nope, yeah. we're going to make a Dorian Finney-Smith drive to the hole and 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 create something. It's like, but they're just like, nope, Steph, you can, yeah, go ahead, guard Tatum. It's like, <laughs> what? What's going on? Yeah. You have two fouls in the first quarter. Just go ahead, bud. Have fun. Yeah, you take this six-eight forward who's a top ten scorer in the NBA. You you got him at six-two, yeah. bud. You got it. Uh, yeah, with two fouls. Yeah, yeah. Even our best well, player. Yeah, and he had, I thought what was impressive about Steph what he did in the third. I think he had four pretty early in the third quarter. I want to say. Yeah, I know he got his fourth in the third. I don't know when it was. I, thought it was I want to say it was pretty early. early. Anyway, whatever, whenever it was, he's I'll still in foul trouble. Yeah, he's still gonna foul. <clears throat> yeah, I, I love Steph, and regardless, I don't care if the Celtics win the next two games and win in five. Steph's still the MVP. No one can convince me otherwise on Steph. It doesn't matter what he does from here on out. I mean, he's. He's I dude, he's gotta do something in the fourth quarter. Unless it's killing that's what's killing my agenda, man. It's this yeah. even my dad, dude, he's the biggest Kevin Durant fan, and now he's like a Warriors fan because he's like living in the Bay Area now. And this guy's always texting me, 
during each game, like, oh, they could use some Kevin buckets right now. And it's like, <laughs> man, I don't you I don't want you to be right. I don't want you to be right, but it, today they, he's they not could wrong. have used some Kevin buckets. Game one, <laughs> they could have used some Kevin buckets, man. They could have. That's true. And Steph, I mean, yeah, I man. want how many points did he have in that fourth quarter? Like two? Yeah. We we talked about this before though. Like I don't think it would have mattered. I, I mean, unless he just went no. completely berserk, like berserk in the fourth quarter. Like the whole team just just self-destructed in the fourth quarter. I mean, defensively I just, I, is what – I mean, they killed you. Yeah. They had, well, they had five turnovers like a third of the way through the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like you're yeah. just not going to win. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what Steph would have done. Even with Kevin Buckets there, I don't – they just – they kind of just pissed it away. Um, you guys want to do a draft? I'm, yeah, dude, gonna, I'm yep. so pumped. I'm so pumped for this draft. Let's do it. Is it uh, do one of you guys want to explain it, or you want me to? I don't yeah, I can explain. So, how many how many picks are we? Gonna, we're just going to do a starting five. So, uh, that seems like a lot. It does seem like a lot. Yeah, and I and I I don't know if I want to do like a starting five. I kind of want to just pick like the best play, like just okay. Pick, the best players. Who cares okay. if they play well together? All right. Maybe let's just do like let's start with three or four and see how it goes. Okay. Sounds yeah, we can just do just like yeah, the all timers. You know what I mean? Because then, I don't even have a long enough list. I'd have to go with some younger guys. At and I then have like yeah. I don't even yeah, have fifteen and, guys written down. And then always yeah, yeah. And then always when you're doing these like cross because I think there's just such a difference between errors in the NBA. You know what I mean? It's like if a guy picks Elgin Baylor or something like that, it's like we don't even know what he plays, what he would even play. You know what I mean? <laughs> he played power forward center, you know, back then, and he had averaged like 20 rebounds. It's like, uh, you know, we don't – it's it's tough to to even put him in a position when you got – yeah, when you're going to have, yeah, like a guy like Zion or something. That's fair. I don't have any of the young guys on my list. I just don't think they've proven enough yet. Um, yeah. But you guys are more than welcome to do it. I just wasn't brave enough to, I guess. <laughs> okay. But uh, um, I'll uh, – since since I've won the last two, I'll go last. Jacob, you've had the uh, – the, yeah, I got to uh, go first. You got to go first. You've had the two, the two middle rounds, so we'll go you first. Yeah. All for a second. I'll go last. So from here we'll just rotate. So I'll go, uh, I'll go first today, and then Dylan, you'll go first. Wait, who went first last time? Uh, I think I went. First? I went. I went first last time. Oliver, you can go first next time. Okay. We did. Uh, we did like drafting players of the uh, finals. Uh, yeah. Okay. We drafted a roster. Okay. So yeah, Oliver. Okay, so we'll go three, two, three, two, one, and then one goes to three. Sure. So next time Dylan will be two, Oliver will be one. Yeah. All right, we got our rotation now. There we go. All right. Um. <clears throat> all right. So with the number one, wait, did we explain what we're doing? Did we explain the draft? Yeah, I can explain. So we're doing number one picks in the NBA uh, in history. So if you're the number one pick in the draft, um, you're on this list. We're going to draft. Uh, our teams, it's not going to be a top five or a, or it's going to be a top five. It's not going to be like a starting lineup. So we're not going to be looking for, you know, guards and forwards and centers. We're just going to go off of, uh, you know, who we think 
who we think were the best uh, 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 at you know during during the draft order. Yeah, cool. I like it. Um, I'm really excited for this draft. All right. Uh, with the number one overall, number surprise. one overall. <laughs> I'm gonna take LeBron James. Shocker. Big, big shocker. Yeah. You got to. I mean, he's mm-hmm. on most people's list the second best player of all time. If MJ's on this list, MJ goes first. Uh, yeah. some people some people argue LeBron is number one. I I could see the argument. I'm I'm not like MJ has to be number one. Um, but he wasn't a number one overall pick. So LeBron. Yeah, yeah. The number two overall pick, I'm going to go with Ben Simmons. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, lock it in. No, I'm going Magic. Oh, dang. Dang. I did not think that's who you were going to go for. All right, I will go Kareem. Ooh. Kareem, uh, yeah, Luau Cinder, 1969. Yep. <laughs> Luau Cinder. And uh, I thought he was going to be your number two, but okay, Magic. And then uh, my next is, yeah, okay, we're we're not doing a team. I'm going Shaq. Ah, dang it! I was going to go Shaq. That's, that's a real solid. That's a solid team, Shaq and Kareem. <laughs> Shaq and Kareem can play some for you. Stretch it out with the, the old sky hook. <laughs> no one is stopping Shaq and Kareem. Give me a break. <laughs> Especially if you got Orlando Shaq, where he is actually like mobile and it's like oh, running yeah, the court. <laughs> even even Lou Cinder, like UCLA Kareem, man, he was he was a freak too, man. I do good dude, work. Watching Shaq run the floor in Orlando is one of the most special things you can see in yeah. your life. Yeah. Other than him dropping like thirty-five every night on the Lakers, but yeah. all right, wait, Oliver, you uh, you you're up, yeah. Yeah, this one's tough because like looking at it, AI looks pretty nice. Tim Duncan looks Who? nice. Allen Iverson, Tim Duncan. Then you even go like back in the day, like you still have like I don't know, like Elgin Baylor, Austin Robertson. But I'm going AI. All right. AI. You're going with you're going with uh you're going with uh He's going with the sauce, man. AI magic. Yeah. It's the sauciest too. <laughs> On this list for sure. I mean, LeBron's got he's got a little bag for sure. I mean, in terms of like NBA culture, Oliver is destroying. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Because like AI and magic, yeah, wow. That's that's some star power for sure. Um, all right, so I got LeBron. I have two picks. Um there's a guy I want to pick, but I've never even seen him play. Uh, so it's hard to pick him, but I was looking. I'm trying to find his. Oh, there we go. Um, I was looking at his stats and. Oscar Robertson. Man, You're talking about Mark, Mark Workman? Real lunch <laughs> pail guy? <laughs> no, I think I'm. 
I'm going with Oscar Robertson with my second. Dude was a stud. Yeah. Some of his his stats. um, His first, what is this, seven years in the league? His first year in the league, he averaged 30 points and almost 10 assists. Granted, it was 1960. Different era. But still, 30, 30, 28, 31, 30, 31, 30, 29, 24, 25, and then he started to dip. He was like um, the second best player when he when he when he got into the league as a rookie. Yeah, and then, and then and then assists: um, 10, 11, 10, 11, 11 and a half, 11, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> this is ridiculous stats. Like, Rebounds, he was still- 10, 12, 10, 10, 9, 7. He was averaging a triple double for like five years in a row. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say, wasn't he the only one to average a triple double before, before Westbrook West. did it a couple yeah. years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude's unreal. Crap out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I like it. Yeah, and I'm not like, yeah, I'm not like a huge fan of the triple double. I think it's often overblown, but it's still impressive when you can do it like four yeah. years, five years in a row. That's that's a feat. And his teams were winning. Uh, right. they, he just ran into the Celtics, but yeah. Yeah. I think with my next pick, yeah. Two guys. I'm torn between two guys here. Uh, I mean, they've both been brought up, so it's not like it's a, a secret. I'm torn between Hakeem and Tim Duncan. I don't know. Uh, I'll go with Hakeem. I like it. Oliver, you're up. Nice. Sorry, I'm looking real quick. Maybe I yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Elgin Baylor. Oh, okay, it's yeah. a solid pick. Bang. That I remember solid. looking up because, uh, like, some of these guys, Elgin Baylor, Oscar Robertson. It's like for us, I gotta go look up their stats. Like, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, dude I'm, is I'm averaging averaging 15 rebounds a game. 25 That's, points, 15 rebounds. I like six, six. No, he was good. Kobe used to look – he said, like, out of all the, like, the old, old players he used to watch to, like, learn moves and stuff, it was Elgin Baylor, the guy that uh, that he would study the most from, like, the pre-'70s uh, for, the, for the moves. He was he, he was doing these things in the mid-range that you still see done today, especially from the post. Um. He averaged three years in a row. He went 35, 38, 34. Yeah, yeah. While, yeah. Aver- while averaging 20 rebounds, 19 rebounds, and 14 rebounds. That's unreal. That is nuts. Yeah, those are some nutso stats, man. Yeah. So, I think... And I mean, it's... Is what it is, I guess, you know, but um, I'm going double bigs, double <laughs> spurs, David Robinson, Tim Duncan, man, <laughs> Quinn Towers. I love it. 
Champions <laughs> on champions on champions. Who's Those bringing the ball? Up? Who's bringing the ball up for you, Shaq? Hey, we're not doing a team. We're not doing a team. <laughs> I know, I know, but, <laughs> but if you had to pick somebody to bring up the ball for your team, man, who was going to bring? It? So if we're talking Orlando, Shaq, I guess it's him, man. I guess it's Orlando, Shaq. I think Kareem could maybe, maybe, maybe a little, you know. Da- I think like- David, David Robinson would honestly be Giannis today. He could, he mm-hmm. could. Actually, it would it would definitely it would it would one hundred percent be it would one hundred percent be Robinson. Man, that guy was a freak in those early nineties when like the team wasn't that good. He was unreal athlete. So and he brought a presence to the paint that you haven't seen in a while. Yeah, was it his nickname, the Sheriff? No, it was the Admiral. Because yeah. oh, the Admiral. To, yeah, he went to the Naval Academy. Yeah. Okay. My dad knew. Why? Him. Yeah, oh, I yeah. Thought it was because wow. he was a so he got. To paint. He got drafted and then he couldn't, he had to wait, I think, a year and they had to do a special law for him to be able to like get out of his contract or whatever. Because he was like one of the first, you know, guys in the last, you know, I think there was some football players, Roger Staubach, uh, who, who are like big time pros coming from the Naval Academy. But, uh, yeah, he, they, he had to drop his commitment because you have to do like a certain amount of years after you go into the, uh, like in the military after you go to these academies, but he only had to do like a year. Dude, he was ripped. Yeah, he was a freak. My dad. So my dad went to Naval Academy. He has a story when uh, about how athletic he was. So there was a guy there who was like the top tennis player of out of all you know the the Navy the. Uh, or the yeah naval academy, the army, and the air force, and they would always like do a little inter you know competitions or whatever. And the, the navy had the best tennis player. One day, David Robinson was like, "I'm I think I could beat him. I think I I played a little tennis when I was growing up. I think I could beat him." And he smacked him six zero six zero. David Robinson. Oh my gosh. Barely played tennis. Never played tennis. He was just so much more of a freak athlete than than this other guy was. Jeez. Uh, all right, Oliver, last pick. Going Patrick Ewing. Damn. All right. That was going to be my last pick. Um, I like it. Yeah, I'm still available. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I love some Yao Ming, man. Kwame Brown could take him. Yeah, yeah. I like these old guys, dude. Andy Tonkovich. Andrew Bogut. From the Providence Steamrollers. Yeah, here's some things. Like like <clears throat> this, this is what I had a hard t- what I had a hard time with. Like Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis is healthy, if he's healthy and plays 15 years in the NBA and he's healthy every year, he's a Hall of Famer. Like he's sure. he's that ridiculous of a basketball player, but he's not ever, he's never healthy, other than the bubble year. So I can't yeah. take I just there's just no none of these young guys. Like who? Yeah, I mean, if out like of all of them, after be... LeBron, I can't put on this list. Dwight, maybe four-time Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, five-time All NBA first team. 
But like, I don't know, Chris Webber. Chris Webber was better than Dwight Howard, right? At least offensively. Was he? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, for some reason, I, I I have Chris. I put Chris Webber on a kind of a. There's one. There's one guy on here. I'll definitely pick over all those guys. That I still see. James Worthy. Nope. No. F. No. Tell me. Come on. Who you got? <laughs> is he a new? Is he a new gener? Is he after the millennium? Uh no no no. No okay. No, I mean yeah you know I mean yeah. If, after the millennium, out of all the guys, it would either be uh, Anthony Davis or uh, or or Dwight Howard. Those are the Bill two. Walton, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's Bill Walton. Bill Walton's yeah, too Bill weird. Walton, He's he, too weird. Yeah. Dude, he was so good before his. Yeah, you can't pick no UCLA guy. Come on, man. <clears throat> but he was so right. good before his injuries. Those those uh those Blazers years, man. He was dominant. He went head to head against Kareem in his prime and and beat him. Yeah, I'm gonna take James Worthy. He was on those, you know, he was on the Showtime Lakers, right? He was. Yeah, he was. Um, getting, getting carried. It's a. I feel like it's a. It's a big. It's a bigger name. Chris Webber, kind of, I guess, but like, I don't. Over Dwight. Dwight was pretty freaking dominant on those Orlando teams. Like he had a bad run with like the Lakers the first time. I can't remember what yeah, he yeah. bounced around after yeah, that. I but just like think no, those, yeah. the last the last five to ten years has really tainted my Dwight my Howard experience. Dwight Howard. He was. He was fantastic. I don't know. If you're just doing primes, if you're just doing peaks, you know what I mean? Then then right, he's up Dwight there. Howard. I'm changing my pick. I would still pick. Yeah, and I'd still pick Bill Walton out of all those guys. <laughs> I know I probably should. I just don't want to. <laughs> Plus, there was this. Uh, I had a bad experience with Bill Walton too. It wasn't bad. My what? maybe my dad was being annoying. I don't know. Um, but uh, he was. We saw him riding his bike in Southern Cal, like close to the beach. And my dad like drove up next to him and just kind of said hi, and he just kind of blew us off. Didn't really say anything. <laughs> And I was like, all right, well, it's true. Everyone from UCLA sucks. He smelt the USC on him. That's probably what it was. <laughs> well, my dad has always had stickers, like, a, like an SC sticker yeah. and an SC, SC alumni plate. Like a hat, probably. He's just <laughs> decked yeah. out. He's like, he was wearing a Matt Liner jersey. I don't know what the deal was. <laughs> we, probably had, uh, we probably had the SC fight song blasting and yeah. fight on to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how come you're so upset? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder, like, with some of these uh, col- college runs deep. I feel yeah, like you know, these guys, even these guys who played a long time, like, they, they still care about their colleges, their alma mater. Especially back then with those UCLA basketball teams. Like, oh, yeah. They're, I bet they repped that harder than any NBA team they ever played for. Yeah. Let's see. What years did he – what years was he in the league? 74 he was drafted and then he ended up playing in those good boston teams i know he was on that 80 that that 86 team but i don't know how much longer he played after that maybe like a year or two uh yeah he and uh kareem didn't didn't uh they never played together no 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 they were like they they like split right because they won you know some 100 and game some games in a row and those 11 championships and 
Yeah. Unreal. It's unreal. Yeah, it doesn't count though because it's UCLA. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> um, all right, so the the final teams. I have LeBron James, Oscar Robertson, Kim Olajuwon, and Dwight Howard. Oliver has Magic. <laughs> I just, I just thought of uh, this is a, a a deep cut in the office, but uh, I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, it's later in the series. Um, uh, Gabe says uh, Magic Jordan himself. <laughs> uh, Magic Magic Johnson. Uh, Allen Iverson, Elgin Baylor, and Patrick Ewing. And Dylan has Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, David Robinson, and Tim Duncan. Um, Let's vote. We doing the same where we we can't vote for your own team? Yeah, this isn't fair. Gosh dang it. It's not... This was the perfect draft to go third because I felt like there were... There was a clear top four, LeBron, <laughs> Magic, Kareem, Shaq. And then there was like a little bit of a drop off after that. And it kind of pisses me off that Dylan got the third. <laughs> I don't think, it's dude, funny. I thought I thought it was a good go to number two, but then Oliver kind of screwed it up going Magic. I was ready to go Magic and then be But to me, Kareem is the third best player of all time. So I was, I was thinking, I was, I was all in this note thinking Kareem was going to go number two, but. Oliver went yeah. with the went with the sauce squads, so I can't <laughs> I, hate. It felt I'm saucy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> if I had the second pick, I would have been I would have been torn between Magic and Kareem. Oh, I would it would have been Kareem hundred percent for me. Yeah. Um, we can't vote for our own team. Hold on, Magic AI. I gotta go, Dylan. You just Kareem and Shaq. Like, you didn't have to draft anyone else. That, that's all that matters. To me is Kareem and Shaq. But then I drafted, you know, the Twin Towers, man. The San Antonio Spurs. The... Yeah, that's just that's just like a cherry. I see on the yeah, best power four of all time. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go, Jacob. Dude, man, you getting that Hakeem pick? I was so hoping he was gonna slip. I think that guy is like I... criminally uh, underrated. And uh, yeah. I was almost I was almost about ready to go Hakeem over Shaq to be honest, but uh, oh dang! Yeah. I no, I think Hakeem was super good. The, those guys are real close, honestly, in my in my book, especially defensively. Wow. Hakeem was insane, but yeah, I'll go Jacob. Right, Oliver, did you hear that? Hakeem is overrated, uh, underrated, and I got him at my third pick. So my team is really good. If you're looking for a good team. To <laughs> I, don't know. I I love the the big lineup of Dylan having Shaq. <laughs> that the the Shaq pick was I was hoping I was I was going to snag him with my my second pick, but I don't know that, that no was way. the one I did it. Also, oh, I, I went so. again. Yeah, I think so. Oh, let's go, what are you Shaq, saying, bringing though? me home. <laughs> Dang. See now we're gonna do like like uh, we're gonna do best players of all time. You're gonna get MJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, it's like hey, I haven't gone first in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm gonna like I'm gonna purposely I'm gonna come up with a draft that is just terrible for the number one pick whenever yeah, it's yeah. your turn. <laughs> You're still gonna win, whatever. <laughs> Oliver, we gotta take him down, man. You gotta do any we, yeah, well, I, just, I, mean, I gotta get some votes. I haven't even gotten a vote yet. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I dude, dude too much, too much sauce. <laughs> too much sauce. <laughs> yeah. I love I love as a kid. I loved Allen Iverson, but man, dude, if you look at some of his like shooting percentages, like oh, yeah. that dude was overrated. And then I got into a heated debate, and it's almost like turned me off of him at work one time over Steph Curry versus Allen Iverson. And this guy was like, like what? getting in my face, saying that Steph, that Allen Iverson is better, and I was like, dude. You're an idiot. <laughs> so ever since that, that's like, a, yeah, right. screw Alan Iverson. <laughs> that is a pretty bad argument. Oh, it was like, no, yeah, that's bad. I was bringing yeah, up stats, I, and this guy was just like, "Dude, I seen it with my own eyes. I can see who's better." And I'm like, "No, you can't, dude. No, you can't. <laughs> Obviously, you're in the Air Force like I am, man. We're enlisted. <laughs> We're all idiots." <laughs> Didn't AI did he play he played in one finals, right? Yeah, and he got smoked. Didn't they get swept? Four uh, one. So he had that right? step over game that everyone's like, Oh, the step over. That's what he was saying. He's like, He put up forty eight points against the Kobe and it's like, Yeah, what did he do the la- the rest of the series? It's like the one where he stepped over Ty Lu? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. They won game one and then they got they got they got smoked last four games. People and I'm I'm not saying this, Oliver. I'm not saying this about you because you took AI. But people get too caught up in the sauce. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got caught like, up in it today. <laughs> <laughs> you should have went Kyrie. Dude. You should have went straight <laughs> sauce. <dude>. You <laughs> just, just went super saucy. <laughs> no, Kyrie is a really good. Another good example is like he is. he's so flashy. He's obviously talented. But like, is he a guy you want on your team? Like, is he a guy you want to build around? You I do, but you gotta. Is... Yeah, I mean, I think you want do him you? on your team. I mean, you want him on your team over like other most every you know NBA guard. But there's other guards in the NBA who's who you're gonna take over him, right? Like, but there was yeah, like people yeah. out there being like, dude, I saw Kyrie do these do these double hezzy crossovers between the legs, you know, through whatever, and 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 laid it in. He's better than Steph, and it's like, what are you talking about, man? No, he's not. Like, and Steph is saucy too, so it doesn't make no sense. But no, but Steph is like, <laughs> Steph has stuff to back it though. He's the yeah. most prolific three-point shooter to ever play the game. He has three titles, three rings. Yeah, he's got three titles. He got two MVP. He has a unanimous MVP. His unanimous. MVP year, you can put up against any single regular season anyone's ever had and it can it holds its own that's how good Ky- that, that mvp Kyrie will never touch something like that he never Has will. He gotten an mvp vote mm, i doubt it when would he have i it? doubt it maybe a boston year i don't know i doubt it i'm telling you you take out that you take out the shot against the warriors and Kyrie is nowhere ne- gets nowhere near the respect that he gets yeah I think the best, yeah, the best thing that's made me respect Kyrie was not, not obviously not this last like COVID year or whatever, but the year, the year before, uh, not this, yeah, not this last year, the year that we're in, but the last year he went 50, he went real close to 50, 40, 90 and he played like, you know, 
like 85% of the games. So he had a real, real good year. But that's like his best. You know what I mean? Like Steph went 50-40-90 on 22 shots, scored 30 points a game on his way to an MVP and a 73-9 season. You know what I mean? It's like he just – yeah, yeah. Kyrie's good. He's for sure good, but no. Come on. Yeah, no one no one does it. And the same thing could be said with AI. Like it's the same it's yeah. the same thing. They're wildly talented, but it's a lot of show. Yeah. I just don't like if I if I had my pick of you know players to build a team around right now in the NBA, I don't think Kyrie would be in the top twenty. Yeah. There's a lot of good NBA players. Yeah, I don't think he'd be in the top twenty for me. Not with yeah. He's and got top twenty about... talent. I think. I think he's a top twenty even... talent. But yeah. Yeah, but there's so much more to building around. Yes. You know, building a team around than just being talented. Yeah, you got to play yeah. games. <laughs> yeah, that dude doesn't you play, play games. You gotta, yeah, you got to play games. Yeah, well, and it's not just it's not just COVID too. He's just always hurt. Yeah, I mean, Celtics, even Celtics just like let him walk. They're just like, whatever, dude. Like, we yeah, don't want yeah. you anymore. Yeah, yeah. And they're better without him. They're better without him when he was on the team. Yep, that's right. I don't know if you guys can't tell, but I'm not a huge Kyrie fan. No, no, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, not, not really either, for sure. I I do love watching him play though. Like when he is locked in and like playing well, man, it is real. It's like Zion, like. It's so fun. He is really, really, really fun to watch. But his him just as like as a guy, even as like a, a team player, as like a leader, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he's he's a he's an insane gamble. You know what I mean? And he doesn't play games and he just quits on his team and cares about probably like seven or eight other things more than he cares about basketball. And yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Which is like I don't know. We talked about this before. If you care about other things more than basketball, like that's fine. I don't, I don't care. But that that doesn't that doesn't mean that it, you can when you're on the floor uh, against against the Celtics round one, and it's like pretty obvious that you don't really care that much. Then it's a problem. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you care about other stuff, that's fine. But like, don't let it affect your work performance. Yeah, you can't care about other stuff so much where you're just going to be like, I'm going to go to the club to celebrate my sister's birthday, <laughs> then play basketball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then, then go sure. to work. Like, that's where it's like, eh, if you were at McDonald's, you're probably getting fired, bud, if you do that. <laughs> like, you can't can't do that in the NBA as well. Yeah. For sure. Do you have anything else? So I'm looking at – I'm just – I've never heard of this guy, so I'm, I'm kind of shocked. Walt Bellamy. 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 That dude put up some unreal numbers. Yeah. Average 32 points a game, 19 boards <laughs> for a career. Went to Indiana, who's a Hoosier. Yeah. Played for the Chicago Packers. Packers. <laughs> There's a, a few other big guys on this. Elvin Hayes was really good. Bob Lanier was probably – he might be one of the most underrated players, may, I mean, maybe even in history. There's some other, like – I mean, back in the day, these big men just put up 
freaking stats. You know what I mean? So, and when I first saw Bobblin here, um, I, when I was just first glancing over it, I thought it said Bill Lambeer. I was like, <laughs> oh. I got to figure out a way to get Bill Lambeer on my team. Yeah, Lambeer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of those guys that if you weren't a Piston, I'm sure everyone outside of Detroit hated Bill Lambeer. Oh, Hunter. I mean, yeah. Dude, in the COVID year, like the when we were all like locked up, I did I just like was watching like old like eighties and nineties games and dude, those piston teams, I think they get like kind of a bad rep. I think a lot of teams were super physical back then, but Bill Lambeer was a you know, he was a piece, dude. He was <laughs> he was like Draymond, but like 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 on steroids. Like he was throwing the he would someone would score a layup on him and he'd just throw the ball at their face. <laughs> and it would just, they'd be just like, okay, calm down, buddy. Like, okay, just take it out. And I was like, what? What's going on, dude? He was doing stuff like that all the time. I bet you he didn't get pushed around for four quarters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. fun watching sports back in Kareem was Kareem was putting him in the blender there for a good bit. There were some there's some bigs who who put him on. He he was tough. Well, but, yeah. it's different when Kareem is outboarding you as opposed to Marcus <laughs> yeah. Smart. Probably. Yeah, yeah, that's it's completely true. Or Robert Williams. I mean, even Robert Williams is good, but come on, you're Draymond, but you're a Hall of Famer. Is he? Is is Draymond? Yeah, a Hall Draymond's Hall a Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah. My three. gut tells me. My gut tells me he is, but he definitely doesn't have like the like the typical stats to back it no no but my gut tells me he's a hall of famer yeah he is just the way he's impacted the game and just defensively like he's he's probably the best defensive player in the last i mean maybe Kawhi in the last decade i mean he's 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 kind of changed the game defensively with his switchability and then rim protection did not show tonight but (laughs) at his best he 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 did yeah, but yeah. yeah. Do we have anything else? Is that the show? I think that is. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think Hour I got 42. nothing. Tapping out. Tapping out. Time Tapping to go out. to bed. Yeah, time to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I've been up since four. Oh, oh dude, no. Sam, it, it's been yeah. a long week, dude. You you've been working some uh, some crazy hours, yeah. Yeah, work is is no bueno right now. Oh no! Yeah, we have a, a a small team. We had a couple people on vacation, and it was just like like coverage was was a little tight. Being in the uh, up, get them back yeah. online. Being in the the financial service industry, and with how the markets have been lately, saying like, "Oh yeah, we can't trade this today" is not a great answer. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like. Oh. That's tough. We've seen some stuff where it's just like the difference of trading like something from one day to another could be like a couple hundred K difference. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Like, so, anyways, yeah. So, tough. Fun times. Yeah. Yeah, Doesn't your dad kind of deal with that? Uh, He works in retirement and like, he, yeah. He's like the, uh, He's like the boss of like a, a county's employees pension system. Okay. I don't know how much he has to do with like buying and selling 
stocks on like a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I think it's more. Yeah. It's all. It's all like long term stuff. I think. Mm-hmm. Probably an investment committee that does it for him. Yeah, I think. I mean, I yeah. He has, mm-hmm. and then I mean, he has. There's like a whole. A lot of his, I think, day to day stuff seems to be doing like some health healthcare stuff too, because it's gotcha. like a whole pension deal, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't want to touch the market right now. That's for sure. No, not on a day to day. Definitely no. not. <laughs> Good luck. Get some, yeah, get some pissed. <laughs> off. You get some pissed off people. Oh man, yeah. So, anyway. I bought and forgot now for a good bit. Yeah, it's probably the best thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, all right, guys. Well, it was fun. It was fun. Good stuff. I have the best team, even if you guys voted for Dylan. I don't care. <laughs> I have the sauciest team. I voted for Dylan. Yeah, Oliver definitely had the sauciest. <laughs> Jacob's one hundred percent not competitive. <laughs> He's not <a> competitive. <laughs> <laughs> my team is the most well-rounded my team could actually like actually be a real team hey i was uh, i was saying i was like are we building real teams and it wasn't me who said no i'm just no, saying no, that no, i'm just saying i'm just saying mine's <laughs> the most well-rounded oliver's is the sauciest and Dylan, dylan's would just would just mob on everybody we're just the most we established would, i mean there's like I've, 20 championships between those four players. <laughs> I could just picture I can just picture Kareem and Shaq like each one of them just standing on separate blocks. Yeah. And just like, all right, I got three on me. Here's the ball. Yeah, yeah. So toss it back and forth. There's just hook shot, yeah, hook, hook yeah. shot in it as passes to each other. To each other, yeah. Don't yeah. Well, Timmy's just like there on like the the mid range, being like, "I can bank one in whenever yeah. you want. I'm here to bank one in." <laughs> Dude, the Tim Duncan uh, off the backboard mid range jumper is classic. Yeah, super oh, classic. Man. I feel like he's he's really the last one to do that. I can't think of anyone. Yeah, since him that's yeah. done that. No, no. It's so it's so clean looking. You know, watching it just. Just kiss off the glass. That's just a lost art. It was, but it wasn't like that clean. It was always like kind of like a line drive, and it was like tink tink, like right. And it's like, oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, I remember, I remember it being pretty smooth. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Maybe I'm thinking. Maybe maybe, maybe maybe back in the day it was, but man, his like shot got real real bad towards the end of the year. Or I mean, maybe his like shoulders were just completely tossed at that point. I don't know. I should give Marcus Smart uh, some credit. He did bank in a three. Oh, my <laughs> God. There's not a more disgusting <laughs> shot in the NBA than a three-point bank. It shouldn't count. I would like, be in favor of that rule. It's like, no, 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 no. Turn over. Like, my, minus three points. Foul. You lose points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him out of the game. Technical I foul. hate that. Dude, especially – I don't know if you guys remember. But remember, like, Gilbert Arenas scored, like, a bunch of points on the Lakers one year? And then he hit a straightaway three-point bank and then did, like, the three, you know, like, celebrate it. It's like, you can't celebrate. The only reaction to that shot is to be like, what? I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. Right, guys? Like, you can't celebrate a freaking three-point bank. That That's a technical foul. For sure. 
Look, the Elbert Arena. Okay, so you're saying you're saying technical if you celebrate it. If you celebrate a three point, yeah. If you don't, if you do just like the hands up, like Jordan, like I don't know what's going on, like that's crazy, right? Like then it's like okay, buddy, but relax, like don't do it again. But if you do, <laughs> but if you hit, if you celebrate it, automatic ejection. Yeah, take three <laughs> points off the board. Prize suspension. <laughs> that's what I'm in favor. Oh man, that, that crap. Yeah. All right, that's a wrap for today. Uh, looking forward to next week. Next week we uh, we should be through five or six games. Yeah, I think Something six. Like so there's yeah game game five. I think Friday and then Monday. I'm not sure when. I think it's yeah. So at least yeah, so we five. Be going, at least five. Going into game six, maybe going, on Thursday. Going into game six, Warriors got to win one. Yeah. Well, well, they have to. They have to. They, they could be. Well, they, I feel like they they got to win game four, or they're in they're in obviously big trouble down three. Yeah, one. yeah, three one is so. it's not fun. Yeah, yeah. We'll discuss that next time. Until then, we're out.